The president of Planned Parenthood is under fire for repeatedly using a misleading abortion statistic. We'll have the details. Also, a new investigation into the Southern Baptist Convention uncovered new claims of sexual misconduct. And Aladdin star Naomi Scott opened up about her faith. It's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's relevant. It's relevant daily. Relevant daily. Relevant daily. It's relevant daily. Hey everyone, I'm Tyler Daswick. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up, but first, I want to tell you today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a clean landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an appealing online store, it's all possible with Squarespace. They have award-winning templates, customizable settings, and powerful e-commerce tools. And right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Daily listeners a special deal. Head over to squarespace.com relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use offer code RELEVANT to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash relevant. All right, so tell us about today's stories. You can always rely on his numbers. It's Tyler Huckabee. <laughs> hey, Daz, how you doing? Hey, man. Uh, we have some some iffy data coming from Planned Parenthood's president. Well, why is it, What's the controversy here? Yeah, it's sort of a, an interesting story. So it's really started with uh, the Washington Post, whose fact checker gave Planned Parenthood president Dr. Leanna Wen a very rare four Pinocchio rating over a claim she'd repeatedly made, uh, which means that, that they consider this one to be uh, be quite a whopper. Uh, Dr. Wen <laughs> has said uh, several times that overturning Roe v. Wade would lead to thousands of deaths of women. Uh, as just an example, she said in 2014, quote, before Roe v. Wade, thousands of women died died every year. And because of extreme attacks on safe legal abortion care, this could happen again right here in America. And that's just one example. Uh, the implication obviously being that women who seek illegal abortions would die by the thousands if Roe v. Wade were to be overturned. Wow. Uh, it, a troubling implication, but it seems like the Washington Post disagrees. Well, they disagree with her reasoning. Yeah. The major contention that the Post's fact checker had is this idea that abortions were killing thousands of women a year up until Roe v. Wade and then suddenly they all became safe. Uh, the problem is the stats that Dr. Wen is using here are actually based on very, very old data long before Roe v. Wade legalized abortion in all 50 states. Some of them are from all the way back in the 1930s before things like antibiotics. And in any case, you're working with data from illegal abortions, which of course weren't recorded or documented, meaning that a lot of this data is really murky guesswork, uh, much of which was actually disproven by a, a statistician that Planned Parenthood has used and even celebrated a lot in the past. Wow. And, but regardless, there's there's no question that abortions without a trained medical professional are dangerous. Well, of course, no one's disputing that. Uh, the Post spoke with several pro-choice advocates who simply say that Dr. Wen's statement just exaggerates the potential danger to women and overstates the case a little bit. Uh, Stanley Hernshaw is a professional researcher at the Guttmacher Institute, uh, which favors abortion rights, and told the Post... Quote, in my opinion, if Roe v. Wade were overturned, women would turn to relatively safe medications that can be purchased over the Internet. Uh, so the Post closed out its fact check by saying, quote, advocates hurt their cause when they use figures that do not withstand scrutiny. These numbers were debunked in 1969, 50 years ago by a statistician celebrated by Planned Parenthood. There is no reason to use them today. Our second story, we turn to church news. Uh, another report from the Houston Chronicle about the Southern Baptist Convention. What's the latest here? 
Yeah, this is the story just won't go away uh, in many cases because the SBC continues to refuse to really deal with it head on. Of course, remember the Houston Chronicle's blistering three part report on sex abuse in the Southern Baptist Convention a few months ago. Um, Well, it's back with three more installments based on a barrage of tips and reports readers sent in following that initial piece. Um, So the fourth part focused on Southern Baptist missionaries, five of whom were credibly accused of sexually abusing at least 24 people, most of them children. And once again, the awfulness of this story is compounded by the way institutional leaders dealt with these claims, protecting abusers, shielding them from authorities, and failing to take steps to ensure that it didn't happen again. In three of those five cases, the lack of action actually led to even more victims being abused. Um, and then the next day, a uh, fifth part of this story came out uh, with fresh accusations against numerous SBC churches who harbor either convicted or credibly accused abusers in their midst as pastors, workers, or volunteers. Wow. The Chronicle was actually able to confirm 20 new cases, including the story of Jason Leon Austin, who'd been convicted of indecency with a child and accused of molesting another child. He was taken into a church as a volunteer worker in the early 90s. That church was First Baptist Church in Rockwall, Texas, pastored by a man named Steve Swoford, a former president of the Southern Baptist Convention of Texas, who helped select the new president of the SBC's executive committee. A lawsuit brought by one of Austin's alleged victims said Swoford actually knew about Austin's conviction, but didn't do anything about it. And he refused to comment on this story to the Chronicle. Um, so obviously a lot of a troubling, very troubling story and very troubling pattern that we've seen over and over of someone being accused of something credibly, even convicted in many cases. But the the SBC just can't bring itself to bring in the proper legal authorities and make sure justice is done and protect uh, potential vict- victims and potential victims from it happening again. The Chronicle reached out to SBC President J.D. Greer, uh, who said that, quote, there can simply be no ambiguity about the church's responsibility to protect the abused and be a safe place for the vulnerable. Abuse can never be tolerated, minimized, hidden or handled internally. Those in leadership who turn a blind eye towards abuse are complicit with it and must be held accountable. I I mean, those are. Those are words you want to hear, but mm-hmm. we are we're five parts into a really incendiary six part report over a year of reporting. The numbers just keep going up. The the revelations just keep coming. Is this going to lead to change? Well, that's the problem is that uh, J.D. Greer uh, absolutely is saying all the right things and we have no reason to doubt that he means it. But the SBC is by nature a very loose knit organization. They admire the way they preserve a lot of the autonomy of local churches who are affiliated with them, which has made it very difficult to keep hold churches accountable. They don't have a lot of oversight power. Uh, so time will tell if they're going to be willing to uh, to actually put some real action to the proposed reforms. Uh, but we do know that so far, a lot of the reforms that have come up as being proposed to stop this sort of thing from happening again have met with a lot of resistance within the ranks of the SBC. So we'll see. We'll see indeed. Uh, Our last story today, Huck, uh, Naomi Scott, uh, actress in Aladdin. She plays Jasmine. She's been really open about her faith in the past, and she's uh, sharing a little bit more again. 
Yeah, it's been really cool to see somebody like her uh, be very, very thoughtful and articulate about the way she expresses her faith in the public sphere. Uh, Aladdin has, as we've talked about here uh, on The Daily, uh, been very surprising at the box office. It's done very well. And now she's opening up to Compassion UK. She's She's an ambassador for Compassion. And she said, quote, Sometimes my husband and I get asked the question, how do you juggle your faith and what you do? But for me, I don't know how I could do, I don't know how I would do life without my faith. She said, that peace that you know you're loved and valued is something that keeps me incredibly grounded, incredibly focused. Quite honestly, I don't see it as this separate thing, this add-on thing. My faith is just a part of who I am and what I do, which is, I I think, a pretty refreshingly candid way to talk about faith as being something that's very internal to the way you live your life on a day-to-day basis instead of just being a, a little gimmick. Uh, that you use to flourish uh, everything that you do with a little thought, a little prayer. She also said, quote, life is incredibly exciting at the moment. There's a lot going on. We just think, wow, God's grace. But no matter what happens, no matter what somebody says about me on Twitter, whatever the future holds, to know that that doesn't define me as incredible, to know that that doesn't inform my identity in any way, shape, or form, although it's easier said than done sometimes, that's going to be the thing that keeps me going, keeping the main thing the main thing throughout. So, sounds like she's got a good head on her shoulders. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely like to see that, uh, especially from an up and coming star. You kind of have a feeling we could be seeing a lot more of her in the future. Yeah, I think she's going to be t- uh, one of the leads in the Charlie's Angels reboot coming up here. Is that right? That's exactly right. All right. Well, best of luck to her. We, we'll be definitely excited to keep an eye on her uh, her career. We sure will. Huck, thanks so much. Thanks, Des. To read more about those stories and everything else we're covering today, make sure to check out our homepage at relevantmagazine.com. And for the latest, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant and on Facebook and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. Finally, subscribe to our print magazine and all our other podcasts. We're here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.